you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is Nathan's story. Only God knew about David's sin with Bathsheba. He sent the prophet Nathan, who stood before the king, and told this story. There were two men who lived in the same city. One was rich. He had a large herd of cattle and a large flock of sheep. The other was poor. He only had one small lamb, but she was like a daughter to him. The lamb grew up with his children as a pet. She ate from their bowls, drank from their cups, and even slept with them at night. The rich man had a friend come to visit from a far-off city. When it came time for a meal, the rich man didn't want to use one of his own sheep. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for his guest. David became angry. He stood up and shouted, That's disgusting. How could he be so heartless? He deserves to die. He'll give the poor man four lambs for what he's done. Nathan pointed at David and said, You are the man. The Lord says, I made you king over Israel and gave you all you have. I would have given you more if you had asked for it. So why have you despised me and done this evil? You killed Uriah with an Ammonite sword and took his wife. Because of this, the sword will never leave your house. You did all of this in secret, but I'll judge you openly. David broke down before Nathan. I have sinned against the Lord. Later, he wrote this prayer. O God, have mercy on me. Hold me tight within your love. In your compassion, remove my rebellion. Wash my guilt and remove the stain of my sin. I know I'm rebellious. My sin haunts me day and night. You're the one I fought against. This evil is against you. You're right to be angry and throw me away. I've been this way all my life. But I know you want to teach me. Go deep inside of me and put wisdom there. Use harsh cleaners until everything is absolutely clean. Replace my depression with joy. Remove my sin and give me a clean new heart. Give me a determined spirit and restore the joy of my salvation. If you do these things, I'll teach others about your ways. Nathan went to David and said, The Lord has heard your prayer and has taken away your sin. You'll not die, but the child will die because of how you treated the Lord. Suddenly the child became sick. David begged God to spare him. The king wouldn't eat, but spent day and night on the ground pleading with God. His servants tried to get him to eat, but he refused. On the seventh day the child died. The servants were afraid to tell David. They had watched him agonize while the child was still alive. They thought he would do something desperate when he found out the child was dead. He saw them whispering to one another. He said, Is the child dead? Yes, he is dead. So David got up off the ground, took a bath, and put on clean clothes. He worshipped in the house of the Lord and then sent for something to eat. The servants were amazed. He explained to them, While the child was still alive, I pleaded with the Lord in case he would be gracious and let the child live. But now that he's dead... There's nothing I can do. He can't come back to me, but I can go to him. 
Later, Bathsheba gave birth to another son, and David named him Solomon. The Lord loved Solomon and said he would be the next king of Israel. Hearing a story like this, the world may say that David was an unfortunate victim of his own moral weaknesses. The truth is that he was a covetous man. He was a devious liar, a thief, an adulterer, and a murderer. He dishonored his parents, and he caused the name of the Lord to be blasphemed by the enemies of the God who had lavished his goodness on him. So Nathan was commissioned by God to reprove the king. There's great significance in the order in which the reproof came. Did Nathan begin by saying, there's a God-shaped hole in your heart? Of course not. What would that have to do with anything? David was a criminal who had violated God's law. It is easy to see sin in others, but not in ourselves. There was a huge log of sin in David's eye so that he couldn't see clearly. So Nathan gave David a parable about something that David could understand, sheep. He began with the natural realm. Rather than immediately exposing the king's sin, he told a story about a rich man who, instead of taking a sheep from his own flock, killed a poor man's pet lamb to feed a stranger. David was indignant and sat up on his high throne of self-righteousness. In verse 6, he revealed his knowledge of the law by declaring that the guilty party must restore fourfold and must die for his crime. The work of the law is written on the heart of every sinner. So we must therefore use the law to bring the knowledge of sin. Notice how Nathan personalized David's sin. He didn't dilute the king's guilt by saying, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. He didn't generalize his transgression. He knew David must be made to know that his sin had angered God. David had despised the commandment of the Lord. Nathan exposed the king's sin of taking another man's lamb, saying, You are the man. Why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Imagine if Nathan, fearful of rejection, glossed over the personal nature of David's sin and instead told David, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. However, there is something that is keeping you from enjoying this wonderful plan. It is called sin. David's reaction may have been, what sin are you talking about? Rather than to admit his terrible transgression, think of it. Why should he cry? I have sinned against the Lord at the sound of that message. Instead, he may have, in a sincere desire to experience this wonderful plan, admitted that he, like all men, had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If David had not been made to tremble under the wrath of the law, the prophet would have removed the very means of producing godly sorrow, which was so necessary for David's repentance. It is godly sorrow that produces repentance. It was the weight of David's guilt that caused him to cry out, I have sinned against the Lord. The law caused him to labor and become heavy laden. It made him hunger and thirst for the righteousness. It enlightened him as to the serious nature of sin as far as God was concerned. We are called to walk in the steps of Nathan, to preach the word, to convince, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and teaching. Preach law before grace, and you will see similar results. Those are wise words from Ray Comfort's Evidence Bible. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. 
Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.